There is no time for fancy introductions. There's too much to talk about. This is a healthy obsession. You said there's no time for fancy introductions, but what constitutes a fancy introduction in your mind? Well, it's just too, too wordy. Yeah? Yeah, when you're just kind of, uh, you know, too extravagant with your words. This felt uh, more wordy than the other one. <laughs> Welcome to a healthy session. Yes, <laughs> this was more wordy. I've wasted time with you've, the introduction. You've We're gone, wasting more time now. You've gone too fancy. I've gone, yeah, it's, it's fallen flat. Have you found some new intro music for us? <laughs> you've been sat at home for 10 days. Do you know what? Find some fucking music. Everything's got a bloody copyright on it. It has to be original, doesn't it? Uh, Otherwise, I'd have some right tunes on. Smart people borrow geniuses steal. Yeah. You know who said that? But who? Pablo Picasso. Cr- criminals. Yeah, Picasso. <laughs> Picasso said that. So he must have nicked some of his painting ideas from some poor old fucking Joe Schmo on the streets of uh, Italy. You'd think he'd have nicked something a bit better, wouldn't you? I quite like Picasso. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. I don't I like look that. at it and go, that looks class. No. A lot of, I hate, I don't want to get into an art discussion, but a lot of <laughs> artwork I look at and I go, I don't get it. I don't get it. What's the point? Um, so, what kind of art do you like then? That's a good question. To be fair, if you're you talking you're, about like, are we talking like actual art, like uh, art, paintings? Art is just what you think art is. Well, that's bollocks, isn't it? Well, you could see everything's artwork. Don't, now, drum sets artwork, isn't it? Yeah. So it's I don't not. know. If, I don't know if you saw it recently in art gallery in Germany. I think we talked about this. And we were it was just a banana on the wall, no, a, re, a banana attached to the wall. It's not art. Someone paid like two million for it. Nonsense. Yeah, it's not you're not having that. No, absolute bollocks. Don Quixote, uh, some people saw a piece of shit, and Don Quixote saw, you know, the future. No. <laughs> not having it? I'm not into it. So Picasso is a fraud, in your mind? It's not a fraud. I just think everyone that thinks he's great is a fraud. They're it's, all full of shit. I find it ironic that most big artists are just popular after they die. Yeah. It's like the marketing and the story around them, even with musicians. Like, they get huge you- after they die. This is going to sound probably quite... Uh... Poor, but like, who's the big artist at the moment? Who's who's today's Picasso? The NFT artist, exactly, and they're absolute scammers. <laughs> Board Ape Yacht Club. They're making five thousand versions of a cartoon, <laughs> flogging them for two million. Oh, it's so funny! It's ridiculous. It feels that's where we are. I was a little too young to remember it, but it feels like what a lot of people probably thought about the internet in the nineties, where they were like, "This is just a big fucking swizz." Like, what do you mean? I'm not going to write a letter to someone. You're just going to send me an email. E-mail. Fuck off. And now it's the same with digital art, where it's like, this is a fucking scam. Yeah, but I can just, what, like... JPEG. What's the point? Yeah, <laughs> digital art, what's the point? I'll just screenshot it. Now, now I've got it. Uh, mate, <laughs> what are the, you going to do about it? It's the Wild West. It makes no sense. <laughs> it, there's it, no value in it. The, there's, I think the interesting example I saw was, <clears throat> there's a guy that's releasing, like, he's like a businessy type person, yeah. and he was releasing a book, and he said, anyone that buys this book in the next whatever the window was, like a week, yeah. gets an NFT, this digital little artwork that he made. Okay. He sold a million copy, copies of his book in 24 hours, and it's the fastest selling book of all time. Think of fucking Stephen okay. King, everybody. The fastest selling book ever. It's just a business right. book. Okay. Because he has, he did this it, it, like market employee, right? So that's all it is. And football teams are going to do it. The Dallas Mavericks have started giving um, basketball collectible, digital basketball collectibles. Like, like if you go to a game. Yeah. Like if you go to a match. Yeah. It's just a marketing scheme. Everything's a marketing scheme. 
Yeah, stupid. <laughs> You're a marketing scheme. You know what we should start doing? We should, can people own sound bites? Yes. We should start our own NFTs. And, yeah, AHO NFT. I'm, but it's good. My, I, you can do the sound part. I'm going to do okay. um, on paint. Like just, paint on Windows 95. Like, yeah. Just, okay. I'm, using it, the, I'm very good at using that spray. Do you ever use a spray can on paint? It would probably blow up. I'm quite good at it. Like, it just seems to me that the worse they are, they, they create like a bit of buzz and hype around them and they are selling for like millions of dollars. Let's do it. All right. Got all our listeners to start talking about our NFTs, like what, how cool what, they are. What would you call the NFTs? Like the ones I've been buying, uh, I, I got some of the Bored Ape Yacht Club. The what? Bored Ape Yacht Club. Bored Ape Yacht Club. Yep. Very cool. Fucking that makes no sense. I bought an NFT online and they sent me a, a sweater. <laughs> sure. Yeah, there's only, so, there's only if you have an NFT, they'll send you a sweater. No, what you did is you <laughs> bought a piece of clip art and you got a, you actually you actually bought a jumper. What you actually got was the jumper and you paid a lot of money for it. No, but I've only, I'm, I'm one of only like a thousand copies of this piece of artwork. Yeah, but nobody knows about it, so it doesn't matter. I know about it. But if you wear your ape, what is it, ape yacht club? Board Ape Yacht Club? Yeah, you wear that out, I'm going right, to be like, well, I'm not going to go, oh, God, he's part of the NFT club. <laughs> let me ask you this then. You go, oh, I need one of them. Why do you wear a brand at all then? You, I've seen you wearing an All Saints jumper with oh, a little oh, logo I'll, I'll on tell you why I am. I'm a man of needs. I need to wear a shirt, I'll put a shirt on. I need to wear a pair of shoes, I'll put a pair of shoes so, on. So are you not a guy that wears brand-specific stuff? Not really. That's you, not true. You've seen my sense of dress. That's not great. I've got about three shirts that I wear. Just rotate blue, white, black, blue, white, black. Football shirts. All earth tones. Yeah, all earth tones. Generally athletic gear. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. What did you wear on uh, Saturday to the jumper party? Oh, I'd say I maybe wear So, yeah. Well, we'll fill everyone in. So, it was this week. what was this weekend? We had a busy weekend, actually. We had a very busy weekend. So, Friday, we had uh, Team USA training. Yep. Saturday morning, we had adult 6v6 tournament in Phoenix, right, yep. Holiday Cup. 50-odd teams? Quite big. Uh, yeah, nearly 60 teams. Yeah, good competition. We had uh, Youth Holiday Cup, which is yep. a uh, soccer sleigh ride, which is just like 50 teams. Yep. Um, so we're very busy Saturday and Saturday night we had our uh, Change Your Stars Foundation Christmas party or holiday party yeah. I should say uh, fundraiser so uh, this afternoon actually uh, took all the kids back to not back to school shopping Christmas shopping <laughs> we do one at the beginning of the school year uh, yeah so we took a bunch of kids that uh, need some help and need some love and took them all Christmas shopping so oh, that's really cool yeah it was a great you, turnout too 100 plus people uh, raised some, some good money for it we raised good money um, it's, you know what I, I don't want to be cynical now after I've just said such nice things but a lot of charity rubs me the wrong way because it's just bullshit yeah. and the CEO's getting some crazy salary Kick. and it's just uh, out of every dollar like five cents going to the actual cause yeah. I like this because I can get my arms around it where yeah. alright I'm giving them a dollar and I can go to Target Let's and spend the money on the gifts for the kids yeah. and I see that I like that makes sense to me yeah. whereas it's not some pie in the sky organization in New York to yeah. uh, fucking fleecing for, for, for people. For every dolly donate, 10 cents actually goes back to someone that needs it. <laughs> exactly. So it was, yeah. a gr- it was a great night. It was a really good time. And I was I was very impressed with the turnout. So a big, big shout out to everyone that made uh, efforts come through. Yeah, so I was being a bit scroogey before the party. I didn't really want to wear a Christmas jumper. <laughs> I didn't have one. I'm not and a dress-up guy, so though, either. You, you, you're not a dress-up guy. I'm not. That's my wife we'll, bought me we'll that. We'll get there. I just, I just don't enjoy it that much. So Sarah found a, a, an old jumper in the back of the cupboard, so I put that on. It was all right. It was quite stylish, actually. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. It wasn't, it wasn't a mock one. It was like, this is a nice-looking Christmas jumper. Did you see Christian Marriott? He listens to the show. You know what? I was going to bring him up in a minute. Okay, go we on. had some discussions about the show, but you, you dressed up as a Santa Claus, didn't you? Yeah, with, he didn't with, wear a beard with a turtleneck. Yeah, well, I've already got a beard. You like if Steve Jobs was a uh, <laughs> Father Christmas? Yeah, he sort of was. He <laughs> gave, was he? He gave the world a lot of gifts: <laughs> iPhones, iPads, iPods, yeah. the Mac. 
He ruined Christmas in essence. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Is he yeah, a complete bastard? Yeah. Shouldn't speak over the dead. <laughs> Sos jobsy, <laughs> sos jobs, mate. But, uh, yeah, I'd, uh, actually, I had a lot of pe- a lot of conversation with people about the podcast at the uh, Christmas party. Is the fame getting to you now? And uh, you know the, the Do you know what, recognition? Actually, no, it's not. It's I've got concern, oh, and yeah. uh, I'm not going to name the people that I had this conversation with. It was a few people. Um, out, they're all in this little circle talking about the podcast, <laughs> and uh, they're all avid listeners. So cheers, lads, for listening. Um, but one of them proclaimed that when he listens to the show, he imagines that we're dressed from the top up but we're not wearing anything on the bottom and I don't know if that's a I don't know where to go with that one listener it's said bothered that, me one listener said that he listens in the shower <laughs> so I don't know how I feel with a naked man yeah. in the shower listening to the podcast scrubbing his armpits and everything else yeah shaving his legs <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he said he imagines us uh, naked from the waist down so uh I don't know if that's a compliment or if that's a, a weird thing. Interesting. Well, we're going to start videoing the show in 2022 so everyone will be able to see. From the waist up. For just from the waist up, no <laughs> pants on. <laughs> and then just to the two guys that I was talking to, here's a soundbite for you. And they'll know what I'm talking about. That's an inside joke, mate. Yeah, but you can't really do inside jokes on a podcast because what about the other you know, hundreds of listeners that don't know what the fuck you're talking about? It feels really selfish. <laughs> that's another one. Pop. <laughs> Fair do. So, right. yeah, that so, was a bit weird for me. So, was like, Christmas, Christmas party was good though. It was I brilliant. Great. I had a good time. And everyone uh, that donated that didn't make the party, you get a shout out as well. So, there was a lot of people that couldn't come and they threw some cash down. So, much yeah. appreciated. Um, Sunday, we had Team USA training as well. So, it was a very, very busy weekend. Very good weekend. It was and an then, excellent weekend. And then a lot of football on the top. This is our, this is our, our last show before Christmas. Oh yeah. yeah, Christmas Saturday. Merry Christmas, mate. Yeah, well, just wait. I'll see you before. I don't Christmas. like premature Christmases. Premature Christmases. People have been saying like Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Like, it's Friday last week, and someone said Merry Christmas to me. I'm like, it's not near Christmas yet. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and maybe the day after Christmas. Wait, so you're not? So if I say Merry Christmas to you today, you're like, well, it's not Christmas. Go I'm, away. I'm not saying it back to you. Weird. No, it's not. It's just it's a bit more the way things should be. Bit more prim and so what's the window? <laughs> Three days either side? No, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and the day after Christmas. That's it. That's it. What well, birthdays? Are you the same on birthdays? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm more strict on birthdays. Only on your birthday. Happy birthday. You, you get it on your birthday, and if I missed it and it was on me, I'll tell you the next day. So you are a belated man. Yes, because that's my I hate fault. That. I hate that. Happy belated birthday. I would never say oh, belated. Thanks for that. I'd never say belated. No, no. Just, why have you got to add it in? Say happy birthday. Sorry, I missed yeah. it yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Happy belated birthday! I'm not like, but oh, thanks! Yeah, you brought, you've made it feel like a birthday that, again. That word just makes me feel like, belated. yeah, like you, you've missed it, and you're just like, sort of sorry you missed it. I just saw everyone else on Facebook posting, and fuck, I missed it. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Should we talk about football? Yes. All right. Where do you want to start? Because there's a lot of talking points this week. A lot of talking points. So we'll give you a little. Uh, we'll get you a little warm up for the second half. The hot topic we're going to talk about uh, some of the COVID situation and what it means for the Premier League and the. The kind of chaos it's causing in the league at the moment, yeah. but uh, I think there's only one place to start because you and I both said, or you said to me before the the show started, it was probably the best game of the season so far, especially for a neutral. And it was uh, Tottenham and Liverpool at the weekend, and as a neutral, I thought it was just a phenomenal game. It had a bit of everything. It was the first time I've watched football in a while, and I was really, it was just entertaining, properly entertaining. It was a, just a good game. Um, you know, to paraphrase Michael Owen, uh, at halftime he said, "Well, at first when Liverpool scored, I th- oh, when Spurs scored, I thought Spurs were going to win it. 
And then Liverpool scored. I thought they were going to win it. And now I don't know who's going to win it. And it kind of felt like that the whole time. <laughs> oh, Michael Owen. He's useless, isn't he? It's, it's, such, it's just like Mr. Obvious, isn't he? But it was a game where you felt like either team could win it. And both teams were playing to win it. Um, the tempo was there. The atmosphere was outstanding. Um, both teams were up for it. There was all sorts going on. And Tottenham's first goal was especially impressive because that looks like it could have gone from... Tottenham sort of pressing Liverpool back to Liverpool counter-attacking really quickly. And I can't remember who made a great Winksy. challenge. Harry Winks. Winks made a great challenge against... I can't remember. A Liverpool player. Outstanding. Uh, yeah, Winks... <laughs> good, good punditry, isn't it? Uh, Winks wins the ball and uh, who picked it up? Ndombele. Well, Ndombele slid a great through ball to Kane. Just inch perfect. There's been a lot of talk about that because a lot of players in that situation would play the simple pass and just play it wide, find a fullback. Um, that's a slicing past that I mean Harry Kane put him on a plate really ha- Harry Kane has scored as many goals this season as Fred now which is good well, that's good for good for Kane he's keeping up yeah he's keeping up with Fred one of the best midfielders in the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, good finish from Kane he needed that though didn't he yeah it was a really good finish um, that's his bread and butter there he doesn't miss those to be fair um, well he does because he's only scored two goals this season I, 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 you know what I don't think he's had many of, I don't think he's been had chances how many shots on goals has he had this season I, I've got no idea I'm not a stat man well, you're on a podcast a football podcast it's I'm a stat man does it is that a requirement of the job <laughs> well sort of and, know you're your stuff. A, and you're a Tottenham fan <laughs> yeah at least know what you're talking about just make a stat up how many shots do you think he's had this season how many oh, this is a good little gamble this. Come on, man. what do you reckon I reckon, I'm he's had, I reckon he's had less than 25 shots. On target or in total? On target? Yeah. I reckon in total, I reckon he's had less than 25 shots. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Let me look this up. He's a striker. You reckon? Yeah. I think he's had less than 25. I just have a feeling. Right. From watching Spurs this year, I don't think, I'd be amazed. In, we're just talking Premier League, yeah? <laughs> yeah, just Premier League. Okay, wait there. You keep talking about because, Spurs. Because in other news, Spurs also were knocked out of a competition today without even playing a game. Yeah, that's good news. <laughs> is that? That is good news. Are you excited about that? Well, because we could have played the game and got knocked out anyway, so yeah. it's better to be knocked out. Because if, if we don't win that competition, let's be honest, if Spurs don't win the Euro for Conference, Conference League, everyone's going to talk shit. So it's better to be knocked out on a technicality <laughs> than actually get knocked out. Now we can go, well, we would have won that. But now you're out and it's of your own volition. Yes. All so. right. So, so that's happened. Uh, let's uh, talk about some missed opportunities first because Tottenham really should have been free and clear at one point in the game. Uh, Deli Ali absolutely bottled a very, very simple chance, which was about eight yards out, and he's not even hit the target. Yeah. How, how do you think he did? Because I, I think Jamie Redknapp said on Sky Sports something interesting that every time a new manager comes into Spurs, which has been quite frequently over the last couple of years, that Deli Ali is going to have a, like a new lease of life sort of thing, you know, and, and be, this is it, this is going to have a nice little window for him to get back to where he should be. How do you think he did against Liverpool? He looked energetic. He looked like he was enjoying his football a little bit. He's one of those players, I think he, he, he needs to have that freedom, in essence, to go and do what he wants to do. If, if he's too locked in, and the last few managers we've had have wanted to play a defensive style of football, which I think Conte does to a point. Um, but he's got that ability to be free and play. Um, I, I was excited to see him back in that, in that form. Yeah, and, and he had a, an opportunity as well, I think, in the second half where he tried to square the ball to Kane. Uh, yeah. Kane got to do better or was it a bad cutback? Uh, I think Kane's got to do better, to be fair. K- Kane missed three or four. Kane should have had three or four goals. He, he tried to go for a little chip, didn't he? Yes. So, uh, But Liverpool had plenty of chances as well. 
couple of good saves from Lloris. I think it was Silas headed down. Lloris yeah. did well from that. I think what I want to dig into is let's be honest. There, there was four or five main points in the game, right? So you got number one, Harry Kane's tackle on Andy Robertson, mm. right? What's your take on it? Red, red card. Red card. I think it's a red card. 100%. You think if they? Why don't you think they went to VAR on it? I don't know, and I think the fact that what I would see in play devil's advocate, Kane hits the ball, but I think he hits it with his hand. It, when when the ball comes up, it comes off his hand or his head mm-hmm. and goes in the direction that he was sliding. So it maybe looked to the ref that he won the yeah. ball. But Klopp had a good point after the game that it's ifs and buts. But if Robertson's legs planted, that's a dangerous tackle, right? It's probably a leg breaker. It's probably a leg breaker. So I think the fact that uh, you've seen Pogba get sent off for something similar this season, the fact that he's going in, his foot's raised up, it was a full-blooded tackle, right? Which I I love to see, and I don't want this to turn into players, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, where, oh, well, the game's gone soft. And like I like that Kane was flying in and getting stuck in, but... I just think it was a little too much. And in this day and age, and yeah. where the game's at now, I think it's a red card. I agree. In the context of today's games, that could have been a red card. Um, if he got sent off, you wouldn't have been I like, wouldn't have complained. Oh, fuck. No. Right? You, you looked at it and gone, yeah, he can't argue it. <laughs> and Kane's a chancer, because after the game, he said, oh, I got the ball. Yeah. <laughs> He's a chancer. He, he said, I was surprised I even got a yellow, which is just madness. That, that's um, like, yeah, you're a full chancer, because he didn't get near the ball. And, and did you see Robinson have a bite back? Because uh, <laughs> yeah. you see his tweet. He no, said uh, his, his tweet was, uh, I take full accountability for my own actions and obviously it was a bad decision by me to even give the referee the opportunity to send me off. So it was kind of like a slap back at Kane that like, oh, look at me, I uh, I accept what happened, but you're fucking bollocks it off. Harry Kane said something interesting in the interview when he was asked about it. He said that I spoke to Andy, Andy Robertson, That's on it. the field yeah. and Andy said that he didn't feel like it was a, a red or bad something tackle. along those lines or a bad tackle. You mentioned that, yeah. I found that very interesting. I did. Maybe bullshit. I don't think it's bullshit because Robertson would come out and go, I never said that. Hmm. I would if I was a player. I'd say I never said that. So Robertson had a really mixed day because he got a, a great assist for the, was it Jota's yep. header? Yep, um, great cross. Another goal from Jota, by the way. Yep. That guy's a goal machine. Uh, good cross though, but he was having a great game yep. and he scored. Yep. Um, which, I mean, he, was, yeah. Yeah, he put Liverpool in front 2-1 and then he gets a red card. What do you make of his red card? I think justified as well. Definitely you can't red. swing like wild like that. No, nah, it was you, a chop, wasn't it? Again, I'll be honest with you. I, I think if Keynes is yellow, that's a yellow. For consistency purposes. Uh, agreed. I was surprised the ref sent Robertson off for that, but didn't send Kane off. Because I thought, you send Kane off, you've got to even it up, right? Yes, and and it, it's an easy one to get send Robertson off for, but to not send Kane off and then send Robertson off is a bit aggressive, I think. Yeah, it's, it's poor refereeing, mm. if we're honest about it. It's just not good. Um, you know, Cloppy had his big old wine and a moan. Cloppy. Cloppy. He's, <laughs> He's not like a horse. I used to really like him, um, but I've, I've lost my... My passion for him. I've got no tolerance of him. I just think he's a whiny, moany, everyone's against him, the world hates us. Did you watch his interview after the game? Yeah. And he, like, I just, what was the comment he said? He made a comment about. One thing that I found really kind of creepy, I don't know if you noticed this, but he was wearing a baseball cap mm-hmm. and it was covering his eyes. So the entire interview, you could only see his nose and his mouth. It was really creepy. He looked like Darth Vader or something. <laughs> Right, he he, he says, you know, there was three big decisions in the game. That's where he went, and he said, you know, number one was Kane not getting sent off, which he said the referee got wrong. Number two was Jota should have had a penalty, and the referee didn't give it, so he got it wrong. What do you think about that? So uh, let's go back to that because yeah, Klopp said that uh, the big talking point was that uh, he stopped purposely stopped to invite the foul. That I think that's bullshit. I'd agree with Klopp on this one. 
you, I think, I actually, I disagree massively. Because okay. Klopp's argument was, you can't shoot whilst you're moving. Well, Fuck well that's not true at all. That's what he said. He said he had to stop to take the shot. That was his debate. Yeah, but now but, I think Jota stops because he knows that the defender's going to run into him. Really? He wants to con- yeah, hundred percent. football's not good. I disagree. He, he, he's there. He sees he can't get a shot off right. from that angle. He's not going to score. If I just put the brakes on here and get some contact, and I go down, I've got a penalty. And it happened last week where Salah got the penalty against Villa. Same thing. Got in front of the defender, slowed down, felt the contact, hit the deck, got a pen. You're saying I think the like- one against Villa was less of a pen than the one against Spurs. But I think neither are that They're inviting the contact. But, but I think... so. What's I, the defender supposed to do? Just let him shoot. I, I understand what you're saying. So the defender's got to put a challenge in. I just think it was a foul. I don't think so. I, I think it was a foul. And yes, you don't have to be pinpoint stood still to shoot. But I think he's winding up. Why, as a professional footballer that's... What was he? Six, seven yards out? He was right. close to the goal. Right. Seven, eight yards out. Why, as a professional footballer, as good as he is and as clinical as he is... Okay. Would he wait and chance inviting a challenge, which requires a, a huge amount of uh, football I think, intellect, I think, I, intelligence? I think, I think the shot's blocked before he goes down. I think he sees he's going to get blocked. Puts the brakes on, goes down. I just think the defender's 100%. bodies come right across him. That yeah. Even if he was moving, he's fouled him. I, I thought, just looking at it, that's what I thought. Hey, it's men's football, these guys. <laughs> if you walked up to Jory in the street, if you walked up to Jory in the street and just put the same number of pressure into his back, mm. the same amount of pressure into his back, just walking past him, he wouldn't fall over like that. That is. He wouldn't fucking fall over. Shit. And a terrible example. It's not like he was absolutely slammed in the back but they 100 were, miles away. They're hour. playing at speed. The defender's nah, running at speed. Don't justify it. He fucking. He I can't was believe I'm contact, defending a fucking down. Liverpool player. I can't believe you are either. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe it. you've got me sticking off a clop on a criminal. Liverpool player. So, but where my, where my frustration is, he goes, well, the referee's got a came one wrong, he's got a penalty wrong, and he said three big points, and then he said the Robertson one, right? which I agree, Kane could have gone for the red, the penalty, I disagree with him, Roberts won, I think it is a red card, um, but why has why he completely overlooked the fact that Salah's got away with a handball for their second goal? No mention of that, no rubber the green there. He only talks about when shit goes against him. He never goes, you know what? A lot goes our way. If you go on Twitter, there's a, a picture of Robertson last time Spurs played Liverpool mm. with Robertson with his, his his studs worse than Kane's in a Spurs player's leg. And he wasn't sent off that day. He wasn't even booked that day. So they get away with a lot of shit as well. And he loves to whine about what goes against him. But he never acknowledges that, you know what, we get away with a lot of crap as well. Well, I, I agree with you I'm there. I'm sick of that. And, and I think that no manager is ever going to be that um, kind of diplomatic and say, oh, yeah, you know what, but Salah's wasn't a penalty last week. So no, swings exactly. and roundabouts, we didn't get that. No manager's ever going to do that, especially a, 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 serial, a serial winner. Uh, yeah, yes. right. A, a guy like Klopp, right? He's a fucking sore loser, and that's why he's so, such a, uh, a good coach. Yeah, do you think he's part of the act? Definitely. I think it's a siege mentality, everyone against us. Siege mentality, and, and he also finished the interview uh, by by going on about, which we'll talk about in the second half, but uh, Tottenham haven't played for, what, two weeks before this yeah. game? And Liverpool had played, I think, uh, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday or Sunday, whenever they played Spurs. They played three games leading up yeah. to the Spurs game, and Spurs haven't kicked a ball. So there was some of that as well, which, I mean, of course. It's, it's granted, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, I, that to me is a fair argument, but I totally get what you're saying. I, I think that managers just do that strategically, but I do think that it's easy to overlook when you're getting the rub of the green and when it's not going your way. But I think he knows City are 
absolutely unstoppable at the moment. Yeah. And every point drops right now. It's well, like, ah, like we 100%. can't afford to lose and, points. And, and there's two sides to that. I mean, the, the, the first part for me is, you actually told me to, you sent me a picture today of a quote, and you said, uh, release your anger on air. <laughs> yeah, go on then. Um, and it, here's what annoys Dish me. Dish it out before halftime. Because this is not something that he needs to hold on to. He doesn't have to say this. This isn't anything to do with a bit of sportsman, gamesmanship, getting people's heads. Tottenham set up in a 5-3-2 and when they won the ball they kicked it as far as possible and Kane and Son were just on their bikes. <laughs> give I the fucking give, give the opposition a bit of credit. <laughs> we played well. And, and you know what? Spurs actually exploited Liverpool because Liverpool push on so high with Robertson and um Trent Alexander. He knew, By the way, he's fucking They, they were outrageous. The they, they were fantastic. The fullbacks are outrageous. The best two fullbacks in the world in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I think Conte knew if I go Kane and Son up against their centre-backs without Van Dijk, we're going to have a fucking field day getting behind, which we did. So you know what? Recognise that we, Spurs, exploited your weakness. Don't don't talk shit. Oh, they just booted it along and chased it. <laughs> Fuck off, you knob. Like, that's just... That, that for me, is petty. I, um, I, I think in this game specifically, because Spurs, I thought, were very good. They didn't just boot it and chase it. No. Exploit where the space was. I, I think you can see the golf in the two teams, and I do think Spurs, especially in the second half, looked a lot fresher. But that's... They, they, they well, had a break, right? That. But I'll tell you this. The other thing that Liverpool need to be a little bit worried, in my opinion, is African Cup of Nations is coming up, right? Which... Still may be cancelled, though. May be cancelled, but Which, if not... But Liv- as of right now, it's on. I think they're in a big, big bit of trouble because they're going to lose... Salah's going to go on with Egypt. Yeah, Mane. Mane's going to be gone. And uh, Have they got any other players gone? Yeah, there's someone else that got that. So they've got two or three... Where's, where's Cater from? Not sure, but I think he might be gone. He might be gone, right? But they've, they've got two or three players, key players. When you think about that, Mane and Salah gone for potentially... Oh, especially Salah. At least three weeks, maybe four, yeah, maybe if five. Get, if they get to the semis and the finals, right? it's, it's four weeks. Fucking hell, how are they going to weather that? How are they going to keep... Uh, they're not going to keep up with City. I don't see any way they can. No. You know, in January, they've got some games. You know, they've got to play... Well, I don't know when the FCOM Cup of Nations starts, but... It's supposed to start in January, the beginning of January. Is it right at the beginning? You've uh, got, I believe so, yeah. Because you've got... They play Chelsea on the second. You know, they've got a lot of games coming. They've got Leicester. They've got Leicester in the cup. Yeah, they've got some games coming up, man. So, yeah. it's going to be interesting. All right, well, so we'll, we'll come back and we'll finish talking about the other games. Yeah. There was only a couple <laughs> anyway. Uh, but we'll come back second half, talk about the uh, the rest of the matches. And we've got some other funny bits. We've got Hot Topic, all the good stuff. So, get back with us in a minute. Welcome back, second half of the show. This is a healthy obsession brought to you by smallgolfsoccer.com for all your footballing needs. Tommy, welcome back. Hey, you, I, I, we didn't mention it. Are you happy to be back in the studio? You were uh, Zoom in last week? Yeah, week it's before. definitely better than doing it over Zoom. It's crap, isn't it? Zoom's horrible. Yeah, it wasn't talking fun. Talking to a screen. I don't like talking to a screen. Yeah, it wasn't fun. It felt like a conference call. Yeah, I had to wear my trousers there. <laughs> So, <laughs> <laughs> I to put a top on. Yeah, to wear clothes. <laughs> and in the studio, no clothes. That's apparently, exactly. in some people's minds, studio's a bit sweaty right now. It's a bit hot in here. Yeah, this is the hottest room yeah. in the house. It's warm. It's because of all the magic that goes on in there. It's all the fucking hot air coming out of our mouth. <laughs> yeah, and it's Bollocks. insulated. <laughs> Don't trust the phone. You said insulated, very uh, yeah. sophisticated. I'm a sophisticated man. Insulated. Insulated. 
That's yeah. how a Dutchman would say it. <laughs> it's insulated. <laughs> Sweet. Raising canes. <laughs> we haven't got any Dutch listeners, I don't think. Have we not? If you're a Dutch listener, let us know. Yeah. We'd like to study your accent. The doorman at uh, Seamus McCaffrey's is from Holland. Wait a minute. The doorman at an Irish pub is Dutch. Yeah, and he was a football hooligan. There's a joke in there he's, somewhere. He's got the, uh, the Ajax Amsterdam f- uh, football firm tattoo on his back. Sure. Yeah, show me. Is it quite aggressive? yeah. If you, you don't remember him, big tall ball guy. He's like six five, massive bloke. Well, let's be honest. I rarely ever ever remember walking into Seamus McCaffrey's. Definitely never out. And he puts up with all our bullshit, so he's, he must be a pretty sound guy. He's all right in there. He's he's pretty cool. All right, so let's talk. Uh, finish wrapping up the Premier League's action. So we know how many games were postponed. Five games were postponed this weekend. Out of ten, five were postponed. Five were postponed. Yeah, so, so Chelsea drew nil nil with Wolves. Chelsea having a bit of a wobble, Tom. Chelsea wanted the game postponed. They were pushing hard. Two draws, fuming. It's got to be hard to clearly know that as a club you don't want to play a game mm. and then have to play a game. That's a really hard mental place to be. Like you excuses, know. excuses. I think you know what's weird with the Premier League. Let's hot topic it now. Go on, hit the button. Fuck right, it. With right it. I forgot what button it is. Sorry. Nice. I haven't pressed it for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hot topic through it, yeah? Let's just do it now because it makes sense. You know, what are the metrics for a game to be cancelled? Because why are some being played and some not? So why the, are some teams saying that they should be cancelled but they're not getting the green light to cancel? So the Premier League are saying that you, if you've got 14 players available, you have to play the game. But that, that's also weird because some clubs, that what if they've registered more players? Like, just by chance. You can only have so many people registered, right, for the season? I, I imagine so, yeah. Yeah, you get, like, a cap. I don't know what that number yeah. is. I should, but I don't. Yeah. Um, but they're saying, like, you can go down the line and bring reserve players in, yeah. youth players. So I, I don't know what the, the boundaries are for, like, who can play and who can't. You're telling me Spurs literally couldn't get 14 players. That's what I'm saying. That, that's mad. That's, I don't, I, and I'm a Spurs fan. I don't buy it. But that's what uh, T- Thomas Tuchel yeah. is saying. He's saying, well, like, look, it, it's not like uh, any of these teams couldn't get, Manchester United can't get 14 Reserves, players. Yeah. Right. Like, they've got 14 players to play. So they're basically gaming the system by saying, oh, well, 20 play." United said yeah. they had 20 players with positive COVID tests this week. There's no way. Surely. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, people game in the system, right? Thing is, it can't happen again, can it? It's not like in three weeks they can hit the COVID button again. Well, yeah, you, you sh- can't. You shouldn't be able to. Well, you, well, with that metric, you shouldn't be able to because if you just had twenty, well, there's well, also the whole th- squad. There's also no evidence anywhere in the world that you can catch COVID twice. I was, uh, I was listening to that this week. Yeah, we heard that. On yeah. the Joe Rogan podcast? I did hear that. It was yeah. good, yeah. I'm, bit, I'm, I'm about two-thirds of the way through that episode. It was excellent. It was interesting I information. Thought, I thought it was very interesting, yeah. But yeah. It, it was It was very uh, unbiased, too, I felt. I feel like that, but... It, but some other person would listen to it and be like, this guy's... Uh, we'll have an offline conversation about that. All right, mate. Yeah. What yeah. if people want to hear it? They don't hear us talk about politics or COVID <laughs> and all okay. that crap. Okay, mate. So, well, maybe F- they do. Fair dues. Maybe we should add another episode. A healthy obsession. Uh, the political podcast. Yeah. Or the unhealthy obsession. I'm obsessed with politics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, fuck. But going back to the Premier League and, and games cancellation, mm. they're saying it's a case-by-case status, though. So they're basically going, you know, team-by-team, which I think is not fair so, so Eddie Howe said after the Newcastle game that it should be all or nothing they, yeah. they, everyone should play or yes, nobody should play I agree there shouldn't be why should 50% of the games be happening I agree and you, you end up with this un, unbalanced fixture list which is in favour of some and not in favour of others interestingly Klopp said that he feels like everyone should like soldier on 
Just keep going. Yeah, he said, just keep going. So you can't stop. Because otherwise it's like going to be never ending if we keep sort of stopping and starting and stopping and starting. For one or two teams, you've got to keep going. Easy to say when you've got Liverpool squad. Not easy to do if you've got Leeds squad right now, right? Yeah, but I mean, Liverpool were missing players this week for COVID. But they've, right? got, they've got depth. That's yeah. what, I'm, what I'm saying is the big clubs should be able to solve Le- it. Leeds, Leeds have got other problems though. Ten players were injured. That's not even COVID. That's what I mean. <laughs> That's nothing to do with COVID. It's because the way they play because Bielsa's mental. Just running them into the ground. Let's talk about Leeds. Go on then. 7-0 against City. At half-time... It was one of those where you go in and you go, you know what, we'll just go seven at the back. Just just keep it respectful. Don't get battered. We're 3 0 down, lads. Like, just. You know you're going to get dicked. Yeah. You know what? It's what I love. One of the things that you got to admire about City and Guardiola, just they do not stop. Ruthless. They were 7 0 up and they were chasing, they were hunting the ball down like they were losing 1 0. It was Nate, unbelievable. Nathan Aki scored at the end and they were buzzing, weren't they? That's what I mean. Right. Like, that's championship mentality yes, there. It doesn't matter what score it is. We are doing... It's almost like he brainwashes people into this system. That It doesn't matter what stage of the game it is. You are playing in this style with this intensity. It's unbelievable. But but if you're Bielsa walking in 3-0 down at half-time, you know, you know that what you've just done, and, and obviously Leeds, they play this man-for-man system, <coughs> they chase everyone around. Like Obviously, it's not working. They're exploiting us. Let's not do that anymore. It's not working. And I get, I get football philosophy, right? You have to have a belief in what you do and you do your way and you stick to it. But there's a point where you're just being ignorant now. Now you're just stupid. What like, I want to ask you about the management portion of this that I was thinking about when I was watching the Leeds and who beat them 4-1 at the weekend? Um, Arsenal. Arsenal beat them 4-1. Uh, but I, what I wanted to ask you though is like, there's the church of Bielsa, right? Like everyone yeah. worships him. And then he's getting dicked 7-0 and 4-1 and they're conceding. United beat him 6-2 yeah. or something. No one ever really mentions it. How do certain managers just have this sort of presence and this this kind of story around them that they're bulletproof? If Mark, if uh, Bielsa was anybody else right now, yeah. he'd be getting torn apart. But Mike had been to if after he a was, week like that. If what was the yeah, your man at Aston Villa which got sacked and went to Norwich, uh, Dean Smith? Yeah. If it was him, yeah, boof, you would have been hung out what, to dry. What, why is he still praying man for man against I, City when he's 4-0 down? It's right? insane. Change. And then come out against Arsenal at home and do the same thing, and they absolutely took him apart. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's not it, the, 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 uh, the blueprint now to beat Leeds is right out there. And as a Leeds player, at what point, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, it sounds familiar to me, at what point does a Leeds player turn around to the training ground and go, Marcelo, we're getting fucked. Like, no, we're going to park the bus. Play for a draw. Right. Just stop getting battered. I'm tired of chasing players around and just getting beat. Like, wh- wh- when do they turn around to say that? Because I think he's had the same core group of players for what, three years now. I think yeah. he was in the championship with them twice. Well, they they burn out playing that style of football. You're yeah. gonna burn out. That, that's what I mean. It's like they're always exhausted. That's why they've got injuries. That's mm. why now they're getting beat. You can't maintain that style of football. And that's why he was talking last week, brought it up, where he's uh, talking about, you know, there's too many games and it's killing football. Especially, he's not willing to change. Especially in English football yeah. because of the quote-unquote blood and thunder style of the league, right? right. Where it's just balls to the yeah. wall, fast-paced, big challenges. It's going to be like that. So let's, let's uh, we went, of course, there a little bit, but as far as the hot topic goes, what is your opinion on league rocks on and you got to soldier on as Klopp said or do you think that the league should be suspended uh, do you, are you an all or nothing guy it's an all or nothing from okay. a football perspective it's all or nothing now okay. this isn't my COVID opinion or any of those things it's my I think in the context of the sport and I always think football any sport 
you shouldn't have a team that plays, you know, what you want is everyone tracking on an even timeline. Mm. So you don't have situations like Spurs just had two weeks off coming into Liverpool. Now, would we have been able to put the same performance in against Liverpool as we did yesterday if we'd have played the three or four games that we were supposed to play? Would we have picked up a couple of injuries? Would Conte have had the time to work with the team and get them organised? I know we had code and players out and all that sort of stuff. But would we, did we get an advantage out of that? Well, now, uh, go on. So, so you got that part of it. And, and if you keep having stop-starts throughout the season, it's going to unbalance the, the, the workload of different teams at different times. And based upon who they're playing, that gives an unfair advantage to different teams. And I think that's what you don't want in sport. You want everyone to have to, the same opportunity. And that's, I think, what Ch- the Chelsea camp were complaining about, is that now they're six points behind City, right? Yeah. And like that's massive. Yeah. Like That could really just ruin your season. Well, I, th- I think they won't catch them. They won't. City probably no. not going to drop six points. No. So now that's what he's saying. He's like, well, if we didn't play the last two games, well, you know, and I've got a full squad going into key Wolves. matches, that could decide your... Yeah, going yeah. into the Wolves game, it decides your season, right? So, yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely an interesting dynamic, but the league feels to me like it is hanging on by like a very very thin thread right now they're fighting it aren't they well there was a meeting today I don't know how it went but all the chairmen of all of the clubs met I think to kind of vote on what was the way forward and it was apparently pretty heated I don't know what the outcome was but it got pretty heated I think the, the problem is and I'm going to contradict myself well, it's from a different perspective from the football perspective I think it should be all or nothing now from a business perspective the problem's going to be if you shut down now because the cases are at this point well if it comes back to that again in a month Right. Well, do you ever open back up? What if, what if the numbers don't drop? What Definitely. if it's, you know, so you can put yourself into a hole by shutting down? Um, because do you ever get back out? Is that the end of the season, potentially? Because the cases might continue to rise. Right. Um, so it's it's that's where they're probably having a difficult situation trying to figure out what the right move is. So uh, a quick glance at the league table before we wrap it up on the uh, the footy chat, well, the uh, mm. Premier League chat. City are, they've won eight and eight. They just look formidable right now. So they're top on 44 points. Uh, Liverpool right behind them on 41. Chelsea are 38. And Arsenal are in the, uh, the fourth place after a big win against Leeds on 32 points do you know what I was reading say Arsenal it's cost £18 for a burger and chips at Arsenal's ground £18 yeah but I dug into this a little bit that was uh, in the VIP uh, bit but still they're taking a piss out of them aren't they that's crazy shouldn't a burger and chips be included in the VIP that, that's like $35 for a burger and chips it's not good no, you know what it said and for, oh, and for only three ninety five, you can add a portion of chips <laughs> yeah you see that for only three ninety five, I should have the burger and chips for three ninety five. So, so Tottenham have got three games in hand um, sorry that's, I'm going to stop you there yeah go on that's one thing that proper annoys me when you go to a restaurant or go somewhere to get food hmm. and it doesn't include, like, you order a burger, it doesn't include the chips. It's like a la carte. Or you go to a steakhouse, you order the steak, but then you've got to buy the sides. Mash and, That's absolute yeah, mash and veg, you've got to pay an extra 20 bucks yeah, for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a pot of corn, please. Wait, it, well, that's $14. It's usually the posher re- restaurants that do that it's as well. criminal. <laughs> I'm already paying $50 for the steak. Throw in some mashed potatoes, you cheap bastards. <laughs> I hate that. That's a proper pet peeve of mine. And you've posted it, Aston Villa can, uh, from Twitter. Aston Villa confirmed today that a Premier League fixture with Burnley has been postponed. And some Somebody in the comment just put, I just paid £7 for bloody parking. I love that. That's a, what a response. Hopefully she gets reimbursed. But also, what, what, how, that was another part of this. Like, how is the club waiting that late? To, how are they waiting that late to postpone the game? Right. Like, if someone's literally paid for parking at the club, 
to go watch the game. Like, how late is that before kickoff? <laughs> right. It's insane. <laughs> Imagine that being your, your only frustration, though. Oh, I've just paid for the bloody parking. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the uh, Streatham Rovers? FC, you sent me this. is really funny. The team sheet. Oh, my God. It's brilliant. Go, go on, on, say. Go on. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a non-league uh, football club, and and you know for those of you who don't follow what happens in football matches, you always have to submit a team sheet. You start in lineup usually an hour to forty-five minutes before kickoff. You have to submit it to the officials, and the opposition get to see it. Um, so they have your starters; they know who's on the pitch. Um, and <laughs> let me pull up where it is here because it is magnificent. Um, what was the name of the team that done it? Uh, it was Stratham Rovers. So they <laughs> they have uh, arranged their team sheet to spell out where is it? Why well, can't I find it? I can't find what to spell out. Uh, here I put up. <laughs> so they they've spelled out on the team sheet. They've spelled out. Is it shit? S R S R F C R shit is what they spelled out <laughs> with the the first initial. Of every pl- of the with the surname of every player, so it's surname first name, and they were playing against. Uh, it was it was Streatham Rovers they were playing against. It was actually Sydenham United that uh, put in the team sheet, and uh, the tweet from Streatham Rovers was: "Here's a team sheet for tonight's game, and we are absolutely furious because Sydenham have fielded their players to spell out." SRFCR shit. We know this for a fact that we know there is intent because Dane Francis, a striker, is wearing the number three shirt tonight. <laughs> we hope the league committee throw the book at them for this. Come on. Do you enjoy that level of shit housery? Do you know what I think it's quite funny? I think it's brilliant that someone's looked at the team sheet and gone, you know what we can spell with that? Like who's? No. How good are they at countdown doing the conundrum? Because looking at that, like that's quite that's very hard to come up with. Do you reckon they've gone? That should- is, yeah, that is. There's a there's a level level of complexity to that, which is like a bit like Rain Man style. Yeah, <laughs> like looking at that and go, you know what we can do with the team sheet? Like imagine being the manager being like, ah, fuck the team. We're gonna make we're gonna spell this out. Mm. Imagine if like Robbie Taylor, who was the T of shit, the final bit. Imagine <laughs> he wasn't supposed to play, and it was gonna be like you know. Harold Potter. One and, one and, name ruined it. And, and he's like, we've got to drop Potter. Why? Because we need Taylor to spell <laughs> out SRFC as shit. Yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> You're on the bench. Sub him on after two minutes. Do you want to talk about Bedford FC? What have they done? Bedford FC are in the 10th tier of English football with an average ascendance of over, four, of over 40 fans at a home game. And they've just been bought by a Bitcoin podcaster... Um, called Peter McCormack, English bloke. So he runs a podcast called WhatBitcoinDid.com. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's bought uh, he's bought Bedford FC, and they are going to be rebranded as Real Bedford, and they are going to be funded solely by Bitcoin. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and you can pay for stuff at the end tickets and all that kind of stuff with Bitcoin. What if you ain't got no Bitcoin? Well, you're gonna have to can't, get some. You can't be a Bedford fan. Yeah, you got you, Bedford. I, what I, I would bet the house on the, this team blowing up. Because this is a great marketing strategy from this guy. Do you think so? He's in. They're in the tenth tier of English football, and he's in the BBC. He's on the front page of BBC Sport. Why have they? Why have they written they play in the tenth tier of football and have an average 
of over 40 fans at home games. That makes like, them sound really shit. An average of over 40. Like, just well, don't put that. Well played, lads. Yeah, just don't put that. They get fans at games. But I think this is... Boy. It's it's like the Wrexham thing with the uh, Ryan yes. Reynolds. It's a similar kind of thing that he's getting a bunch of press for this team now yep. and he will continue to. And he's, you know what's going to happen? He's going to have a load of nerds from around the world that are Bitcoin back enthusiasts here. and they'll back the team because it's like, this is the Bitcoin team. That'd be annoying, wouldn't it? Imagine having to pay for your burger and chips in Bitcoin. It still costs you 18 quid. It's going to cost you one Bitcoin for a season ticket. <laughs> You'd be one of the 40 fans in line for a burger and chips. There, there's another group that right now, that there's these things called DAOs rolling around, Decentralized Autonomous organiz- Organization. And it's basically like a crypto version of a co-op. And right. they're going through and buying a sports organization in the American League. I want to say it's baseball, okay. like a minor league oh, baseball yeah. team. They're gonna, yeah, they're doing it as like a co-op thing through crypto throughout the world, and they're buying a baseball team through it. So can we do that with our listeners? Can we get our own coin going and go and buy a football team? But I, I think we need to change it. We talked about starting our own football team. I think we should do it in a sport that we've got no knowledge yes. of. Yes. Even better. Yes. A couple of English lads have invested in like a... I don't think they have them, but like an, Ameri- an, an amateur American football team. That'd yeah, be amazing. No, they do. They are, I can't remember and the you, name of the league. And you as the chairman start yourself a quarterback for a couple of reps just for banter. Yeah, or well, my son. And I'm kicking field goals. Yeah, my son My son at wide receiver. Yeah, I like that. I, I, all right. Have you seen the uh, Netflix documentary, The Danbury Trashers? I've not. Oh, God. You've got to watch it. It's about a minor league hockey team in New Jersey. And this guy, who is the real life, who Tony Soprano was based off, he's the real life Tony Soprano. That Tony, he's got a picture with James Gandolfini when the Sopranos was being filmed, and and uh, James Gandolfini signed the picture to him to the real Tony Soprano. So this guy, he went to jail years right. later, but the documentary is brilliant. He buys a minor league hockey team for his seventeen-year-old son sure. and lets him run it. No way! Imagine how it goes. Oh, I'm not going to ruin it for you. You gotta watch it. it. Anyone listening, watch it and thank me later. It's <laughs> fucking outrageous. Just imagine that a mafia-ran seventeen-year-old running a that's, team. That's us. That's us. Come on. All right. That's my goal this so, year. So, 2022. So, so we're gonna raise. A co a cooperative football team selling NFTs, selling NFTs, yeah. and uh, don't clip art or paint. Clip art, don't. Yeah, Tom's going to do the JPEGs. The, the logo, the team's logo will be a. We'll send NFT. you an. We'll send you an AHO hoodie if you buy the NFT. I like that. And yeah, that's it. And then we're going to go and buy a football team. I'm a big, big, big fan. Are we? Should we go out on that note? Have you got anything else? Uh, you missed out my uh, joke of the week. Oh, go on then. Hit us. <laughs> Why is a bad soccer team like an old bra? What? Has no cups and very little support. <laughs> that sounds like Tottenham. Oh, I knew you were going to say hey. that. <laughs> well, I used to be able to say it sounds like City, but City are all right now. Got a few cups. City have got too many cups. <laughs> all right, cheers for listening, everyone. It's a healthy obsession. We appreciate you all tuning in. We'll be back uh, after Christmas. So for those celebrating around the world, enjoy the holidays. And we'll be back next Monday. Talk about some Boxing Day uh, antics. See what Adam got for Christmas. See what Tom got me for Christmas. Nothing. You got me a nice present last year. Did I get you really? Yeah, you got me the tits oh, cup. The tits, man. You got me the tits hoodie. Yeah, and tits hoodie. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'll buy you some crap this year. Yeah, let's, let's get crap gifts. I got a case we of do- Dosaki's beer there for you. We need to do the uh, Chris Kringle. Yeah, Chris Kringle on uh, Boxing Day. We haven't planned it yet. No, Dean's useless. Let's get off the air. All right, cheers for listening, everyone. Bye-bye.